Shut up and sit down. Hi, I'm Corbin. And I'm Katie. And we are the, the Vagabonds. Two best friends adventuring through the world of lady stuff, one episode at a time. We don't give medical advice, and we don't seek for anyone other than ourselves. We're just recording conversations we'd be having at bars anyway. Hi! Well, what, hi. What's up, friends? Oh, not much. Just Here we are. Out. Here we are again. What are we talking about today? Uh, vulvas. Should we, should we? Oh, let's just jump right in. I mean, just, I mean, we don't have a lot. We don't have to banter always. We, sometimes we, we can banter. Other times we let. You can't force us to banter. Listeners. Yeah, right. you can't. Don't try. Yeah, jerks. Uh, and we're talking about <laughs> vulvas today. Unsubscribe. There's no banter. <laughs> hey, if you want banter, just go to the thousand other comedy podcasts there are. <laughs> Of literally hours of pointless bantering. <laughs> it's fine. Anyway. Just kidding. Stay stay subscribed to us, please. We like yeah, you. Please. We, we like, like you. you. We like you here. We like that you're here. <laughs> I'm all right with them. Wow, dude. Uh, okay, so we're talking about vulvas. Uh, yeah, we're talking about vulvas. We're talking about plastic surgery for your vulva. Oh. I know, doesn't it? Just make you feel kind of gross inside when you think about it yeah a little bit yeah uh so i got the idea for this episode because a while back i saw a bbc article that um talked about how um there were plastic surgeons in the uk and uh gynecologists in the uk getting requests for um what they're terming labiaplasties so altering the labia um from girls as young as nine years old for oh cosmetic reasons. Well, that's pretty much the only reason there could possibly. I want. Well, sure no, there no, are, but there are other reasons there why, other reasons. Um, like health reasons, why someone would might need. But they are very rare. Yeah, to their labia. Mm-hmm. Mm. But they are very rare. Um, yeah, so I thought we could talk a little bit about it and what it means. So, so, so the the uh, what is. What are they trying to fix? Is it? <laughs> yeah, that's a great yeah. question. So, there are like uh, many types of we could say genital plastic surgery techniques or procedures. Um, labiaplasty is basically altering the labia in some way to make it quote unquote better or normal. What does that mean? I'm assuming people pick up from some pictures of what they want. Yeah, I guess. But um, a lot of women, for instance, you like you could have like the your my, labia majora or minora reduced. So that, like for instance, some women, um, their labia minora sticks out further than their labia majora, and they don't like that. So, also a variant of normal though. Yeah. So yeah, these are basically people with like normal vulvas that just don't like the way they look right so which is the other thing this is my question when you said like up to like or down to nine years old what nine-year-old has seen enough other vulvas that they like know that they want to change theirs they address this in uh they address this a little bit in the i think the bbc article they're like they're not really sure what it is um so one doctor in the bbc article says that there's a perception that the inner lips or the labium majora minora or minora yeah. should be invisible 
mm-hmm. almost like a Barbie. Okay. Oh. Um, but the reality is that there's huge variation. I think one benefit that we have is that we've, because seen. of our professional careers, yeah. have seen a lot of vaginas in our lives. Yeah. And we know that there's a large variation on normal. Right. So, um, but for instance, young girls don't necessarily know that. The question to me is like, who's shaming people for their labias? <laughs> yeah, that's or true. Or their vulvas. You know, who's doing the... I mean... I... But anyway, I can only imagine that the perception that one's vulva isn't normal just comes from a random, I I don't know, like a random place. Like, like what you must have some concept of what is a normal labia. And then you look at it and you're like, well, that doesn't look like what I have in my head. And, and so I need to get that, uh, I need to get that fixed or I want to get that fixed. I mean, it's, I think partially i mean this is kind of just speculation on my part i think we're not for instance encouraged to look at our own labia yeah and if you haven't really seen it it is kind of a weird tissue well like i mean it's not it doesn't look like any other part of our body yeah that's definitely true so i mean if you're not used to looking at it or can appreciate it as a normal part of bo- your body i think you might think that it looks a little strange yeah this is like corbin said this in one of our very first episodes but she said just take a mirror and look because you should know what your own body looks like and there's nothing wrong with that yeah like you it's your body you have the right to look but um so just some stats apparent uh, the independent uk news source said um in the uk is the fastest growing cosmetic procedure uh, labioplasty is 44% more labioplasties were done in 2016 than 2015. Um, so this happened, that's, this is women of all ages and they say, they, they speculate women, older women, you know, get the idea from porn or whatever that mm-hmm. their mm-hmm. vulva should look different. Um, or that maybe it's changed over time. Sure. But, um, so also, um, from the New York times, so they they said that girls 18 and younger have um, less than two percent of all cosmetic operations, but almost five percent of all labiaplasties. Hmm. Wow! So they have a higher percentage of labiaplasties done. How old was that again? Did girls 18 and younger. Oh dang! Um, that's weird. And the the to the point where the, actually the ACOG, the American College of Obstetric and Gynecologists, actually uh, made a committee opinion on how gynecologists should approach this and they said um they should they should uh the gynecologists should have a good working knowledge of non-surgical alternatives um they also mentioned the first step is education and reassurance regarding normal variation and anatomy growth and development yes which i think is a big big point yeah i feel like that's no key number one through like 10 i can see uh, knowledge of the range of normality, but I want to talk more about non-surgical uh, options. Options what for a- comfort as well as appear. So I think they mean like so. If you, some women talk about like my, I read some articles, and since this isn't like my experience about people's labia, like they said getting dry or rubbing when they yeah. work out or something so like that. So get in the way. Well, right. yeah. So your labia minora is like not, it's like not really keratinized, at least not as much as your labia majora is. Right. And so like, I can see like if it was sticking, if it was like 
longer than like quite a bit longer how like if you like biked a lot or like worked out a lot how that would like cause a lot of discomfort because um you need like a more of a moisture barrier there okay um which is why like there are some that's why corbin was saying like there are some like medically indicated procedures because like if it is like causing like infections and things like that then you then you right then you could do that but but yeah there's other things you can do like vaseline coconut oil um you know like wearing underwear that like covers more you know stuff like that but yeah they also uh, talk about um actually screening for body dysmorphic disorder oh that's smart yeah so which is like the perception that something in your body is really wrong or whatever but um is that is body dysmorphic disorder uh societally mediated or is it just yeah i mean so it isn't it 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 is a like mental health disorder Mm mm-hmm but the so perceptions just... people have of their body, they're usually like a societal ideal right. of what yeah. they, you know. So right. like you'd be like, "Oh, my arms are so fat," right? And then you look at their arms, and they're not. Like maybe it's just skin and bones, mm-hmm. but they don't see that. But it still is an ideal that they have in their head, but it's also their own, you know, thinking. So it's right. Both, it's like the 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 norm that they want to look like is from society, but they even if they looked like that, they still wouldn't. They still wouldn't. They wouldn't be like it because that. of the mental disorder. Hmm. Right. Yeah. So I mean, this is kind of interesting because so I read it interview by someone who had a labioplasty in women's health. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and I just, I go back and forth because, okay, so, uh, they asked her, when did you start feeling insecure about your vagina? Which we should say it's actually her vulva, Mm. but anyway, uh, and the, the person said, um, I've never been happy with what it looked like. Um, she's always had a lot of discomfort wearing tight jeans and swimsuit and never wanted anyone to look at me down there. I didn't like the length of my vaginal lips and I didn't like the way my clitoral hood looked larger than it should. I was always embarrassed by it. I didn't think I looked normal. And I, I mean, you know, obviously what that woman feels, you know, her feelings are real. Absolutely. But I just don't understand, you know, being like, oh man, my clitoral hood is so long. It's very, well, it's like, very specific. It's interesting that she says it's longer than it should. What, because yeah, that like that goes mean? back to like how many have you seen what do you mean it should like that's not a thing yeah right like what does it mean that it should or right. these lips stick out longer than they should like yeah what is normal that's not there is no normal vagina right you know what i mean as like, as long as it i mean <clears throat> there are like not fully developed vaginas or yeah like all that but there is no it's not pathologic right um so, and, you know, they asked her also, what would you say to people who think these procedures are vain and uh, unnecessary? Um, and she said, if you can do something to change the thing you're most insecure about, why wouldn't you do it? As long as you're doing it for yourself and not to please your man, you won't regret it. But I'm, mm. you know, here's the thing. Why is it for her? You know, I, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Like, she should be, I guess, be if she has the money and means to do a vulva, labiaplasty, whatever, but, like... I think she needs to do a little bit more self-reflection yeah. about why do I feel like this is the normal standard? Because I guess I just don't believe that there is a normal, you know, there is no gold standard vagina out there. 
Right. You yeah. know, like. I believe they keep that in Fort Knox. Ah, right, yeah. Gotcha. So, or um, I guess Volva, I should say. <laughs> but, so I don't know. It's just, I think this is a conversation that's just really hard to dice out from. These women obviously feel like they're vulvas are not normal and they feel a lot of insecurity about it and i can imagine that in sexual situations how that insecurity could really affect their sex life and relationships and stuff but the idea that there is a vaginal standard that one must live up to yeah is not real yeah i mean as long as your vagina is functional well i mean this is true for a lot of uh, other kinds of plastic surgery. Yeah, that's true. Too. I mean, yeah. this isn't this this, this isn't distinct to yeah. labia. I guess we should say cosmetic surgery. Cosmetic yeah. surgery. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you could think that your nose is too long, longer than normal. Right. Your, yeah. Yeah. Your you know epicanthal folds are yeah. too pronounced. I don't. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I, I I hesitate to say that it's any different from those, but. I guess the idea that it goes that far to include the vulva is just that there can be a beauty standard of the vulva. Yeah, I know. You know, I just, I think maybe that's what gets me all worked up about it. Because you're right. I mean, all beauty standards are bogus, right? They're arbitrary. Right, yeah. You know, and they change. And they change, yeah. Uh, I do wish we could go back to the time where... uh, you know, overweight men, overweight middle-aged men were, uh, were considered hot. Like, I think that was George Washington's time. <laughs> but, that, you know. That man must be very... Uh, <laughs> Well-fed. well yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, this, I'm going to go on my infantilization of women rant again, though, because I feel like a lot of these labiaplasties, you know, like they're shortening the labia menorah. They're, you know, like shortening the clitoral hood, whatever. These are things, these are the way that prepubertal women's bodies look. Like estrogen causes your labia to grow. And so that like, I mean, they change, you know, like it changes when you go through puberty and basically like what the societal standard is, is the standard of like a prepubertal female, which like I've gone on this rant like twice on this podcast already, but like it takes, it's like another way of like systematically removing power from women because if we're treated as children and we look like children, then we're not taking us seriously. I I could totally agree with that. Um, but it does, if labia start out looking one way and then they change to something different then the thing that you've gotten used to as the, as the owner of those labia, Mm -hmm. the thing that you've gotten used to is now suddenly different. Yeah. Um, you know, weird, uh, whatever. Then I can see you changing your mind or basically noticing them at some point and going, Hey, Mm -hmm. wait a minute. This isn't what I remember. Right. This isn't what I am. Of course, that but that's to like your entire body. Yeah, exactly. So, so it's right. That's like education. Like, okay. You know, when you're a kid, like, and you go through sex ed or whatever, people are like, oh, your body is changing blah, blah, blah. You know, like you talk about like a menstrual cycle, you talk about like getting boobs, but no one like tells you, I don't think anyone really tells you like your labia are going to grow, you know? Yeah. And like, that's like the, I think Corbs is right. The key is education. Like no one ever tells you, but it's just a fact that's going to happen, you know? And they might not grow equally. They might be different on each side, you know, whatever. But anyway um i'm gonna (laughs) doesn't exactly explain why uh young girls would want their labia plasty yeah yeah. 
It doesn't. I mean, but you're right, Dave. That is a good point, I think, about yeah, it's when true. things change. And well, I don't know if it's a good point or not. And it's a no, it's like a, it's a it's a good point <laughs> in that. Okay to, I mean, it sucks that we are not okay with women maturing. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing, though, is that like you, they keep changing throughout your life. Like your labia, do, not as much as during puberty, but like after menopause, they change. They, you know, they continue. Anyway, um, I'm going to bring up one of my favorite things ever. So there's a thing called the Great Wall of Vagina. And uh, so basically this artist, Jamie McCartney uh, in the UK, made a uh, just like wall of plaster casts of different vulvas. So it's actually misnamed, but... Because uh, it's vulvas, not vaginas. But uh, so there's a Huffington Post article we can put in the show notes. But don't look at it unless you want to see a bunch of vulvas. But uh, it's very. I do. <laughs> who doesn't, right? Oh, look at that. Um. Yeah. Um. But it has like a lot of you know different normal variants. Like there's nothing wrong with any of them. Um. And then I, there's a book that I can't remember the name of that one of our uh, one of our attendings at Iowa like recommends for a lot of their patients who are struggling with like how they're you know how their body looks especially like their female genitalia um but yeah it's like all about education that's quite the art project i'm looking i at. know i think they did one for breasts too uh-huh. uh but here's here's the other uh dave was asking about non-surgical things so there's this new thing called vaginal rejuvenation which <laughs> So we actually had, I don't know if Corbin was there, but we had a grand rounds about like this, uh, like genital plastic surgery. Were you there? No. Oh, so one of our residents did like her grand rounds about it and she talked, (laughs) she talked about vaginal rejuvenation because like you'll see like, um, billboards about this and she was like, what is it? Is that when you you put a pump stone in your vagina? Just do kidding. people do that? No. I was oh, so- okay, good. You scared me a that lot. Was a joke. I wouldn't be surprised if people have done that, though. Are you kidding? I'm sure it's been done. I'm sure it has. Well, it's, you know, like people use like the jade eggs or whatever. To- I don't know that people use it as much as Goop tries to make people use it. Oh, my gosh. It. Yeah, that's true. Gwyneth. Um, we, yeah. What have we we've talked about this before? I know. Um, so anyway, she in her in her grand round, she was like, "What is vaginal rejuvenation?" And the next slide was like, "We don't know. <laughs> it's this made up thing that people call different things. So like, some people call like a labiaplasty vaginal rejuvenation. Other people like use lasers to quote unquote tighten uh, the vagina. And it's like, uh, anyway, it's just sounds, this whole thing. It's dumb. Sometimes people use fillers that are injected into the clitoris or the G spot to like help with sexual stimulation. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. yeah exactly. No. Um, which oh god. I think we're gonna do a, a episode on the G spot in the future, maybe. Oh. Yeah, we are. So uh, that will be interesting. Well, Stay we, tuned. We might have to revisit this. Um, um it's funny because uh, actually in the uh, New York Times article, there they interviewed a gynecologist, and uh, she apparently tells people that. There are a lot of unknowns with the labioplasty, and so because of like all the nerve endings, for example, like you could have diminished sexual sensation yeah. or, or pain or scarring. So yeah, that's no good. Yeah. I'm looking at a version of the getting back to the Great Wall of Vagina, mm-hmm. which, I, which I'm endlessly. You can get it on a coffee about. mug. Fun fact. <gasps> hey, uh, I feel like this should be the, the on the Great Wall of Vagina website. It's a greatwallofvagina.co.uk. Uh, it's shown, and there are 400 vaginas on this, on this uh, great wall of vagina. So if you really want to get the true depth and breadth of vaginal appearances, 
It's amazing. Oh, you can get an iPhone case. Yeah, an iPhone case. You could even get your own little mini wall mount. <gasps> I want that. Greatwallofvagina.co.uk. Not a sponsor. <laughs> I wish. I, I would love to be sponsored be by them. We should get in touch. Because you know who has lots of money to sponsor podcasts? Artists. Artists. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well... <laughs> Yeah, I'm 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 good. I think I've said okay. what I have to say. Man, when we don't banter at the beginning, it really cuts down the length of our podcast. Should we, we banter now? We could banter now. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, okay, we got nothing. We got nothing banter wise. Um, what? Let's see. Oh, I started rewatching Go More Girls. Oh, interesting. That's like you know, a very big commitment. I mean, I'm probably not going to get through. Oh, okay. It, but. David Lynch pissed me off last night. What? Who's uh, that? David Lynch, the director, uh, Twin Peaks. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I saw uh, your Facebook post. Is he, I didn't know what you were talking about. I was enraged. If you, if you watch Twin Peaks out there, I hope you can sympathize with me. Or I hope you can't sympathize with me. I hope that you loved the ending that oh, wrapped up absolutely nothing. Yeah, I heard somebody else and, tweet about this and or something like that. I was very angry and my wife laughed at me because she's like, what did you expect? I is it guys, gonna be another season or is that it uh hard to say at this point hmm. but even if there is i'm no longer confident that anything will get <laughs> that anything will ever be good ever, ever again be, yes i feel like that's how i felt when the bachelor ended so it's good uh speaking of things we've talked about on this podcast before i watched the big sick which corvin talked about uh best movie i have seen in a really long time oh. i laughed so hard at the end i had to pee you know how you always have to pee when you're in a movie theater always. at the end well, at the end an entire diet coke right thing, like, exactly bigger than your head yeah uh at the end i like had to like keep myself from laughing because i was gonna pee my pants but it was so <laughs> funny oh my gosh it's so good big sick it had a very satisfying ending as well so okay um yeah um well thanks for listening thanks for caring yeah we take back what we said at the beginning about not following us you should keep following us please follow us hopefully you made it through if you want to follow us you can follow us on twitter figuratively not literally yeah please don't i get a little us. paranoid when people are following even when people are walking too closely behind me i don't like yeah it. i was i uh, went to chicago last weekend and i uh there, I was getting gas, and there was a guy that was talking to me, and I was like, hmm, I'm going to watch for your car now because I don't want you to chase, like, follow me. Well, that's I get just very sad. paranoid. What was he talking to you about? Oh, he just said something. I don't know. His collection he of was, accents. It was nice. <laughs> it was like, but it just, like, I don't know. It's just, like, not a thing that people do. So when it's out of the ordinary, I, like, pay more attention, you know? Mm-hmm. You, High alert. Maybe everyone should just start talking to everyone nicely. Oh, God. And then it wouldn't be weird. No, I don't want that. Yeah, no. And That's the, what I thought. Um, Northeasterner doesn't like that. Nope. Nope. I'm okay with the uh, Iowa wave as you're driving, but not, yeah. yeah. Anyway. All righty. Well, follow us on our social media platforms. Yep. Instagram, at the Vagabonds Pod. Twitter at the Vagabonds Podcast. Nope, at the Vagabonds. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> Facebook. I'm pretty sure if you search podcast. the Vagabonds Podcast on any of these things, it comes up though. Yeah. So uh, it's yeah. fine. Don't expect us to do all the work for you, people. Yeah, Go you guys. With, you guys are smart. Our listeners are intelligent. Search. They know how to use Google. I'm happy to just do all the work. For to them. hand feed you. Why don't we just you? say? 
We're on Instagram and Facebook and all the things. Search for the Vagabond Podcast. Okay, I try to do that, and then Corbin starts telling people <laughs> where it is. Um, because I feel like we do need to tell people. Right. Corbin's a kind person. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Very nice. I get you. asked for directions a lot, so I'm, it's just, you know, who I am. Oh, when Corbin and I were in <laughs> Paris, people would ask us stuff in French, and we're like, oh my gosh, people think that we speak French. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we were so and happy. we just be like, Ooh. We don't know French. Je ne veux français, je ne you just offended a lot of our French listeners. Sorry. Okay? Oh, do we have a big? Uh... We have a big French following. Are we big in France? <laughs> no, we're not. Sorry, France. Not yet. I, you have a beautiful uh, language. Not yet. You have a beautiful language no, that I can only hope I, to imitate I, I in actually, a poor fashion. I actually hate the French language. <gasps> they don't say half really? of their words. It drives French. me nuts. Okay. Uh, I really do enjoy French. I just can't really speak it. But I can uh, say I'm sick in French. <laughs> That's all I learned. Uh, my son is going to be taking French class, and we tried to talk him out of it because... You should do Spanish instead. Well, I mean, there's so many uh, more useful languages. Or... There's there's a lot of useful languages. France is... I mean, it's useful if you want to go to France or some other places that speak French. Like, yeah. You know. but, sure. uh, yeah. But, um, you know... Anyway, he's not having any of it. Just yeah. like just like when he when he decided he wanted to play the uh, the viola, and I was like, you know, you could play guitar because uh, that's cool. He doesn't care. He's an independent soul. I like that. And he also knows your that's Wi-Fi good. password by heart. So mm. that's, I appreciate that. About oh, yeah, him. we appreciate that about Isaac. Um, yep. He's a good boy. Well, yeah. okay. Uh, yeah. There's your banter. You <laughs> that's the banter. We'll talk to you later. Bye. I guess. Bye. Thank you.